Supernatural junkies. junkies. Look at us coordinated. Yes. Don't ask us to sing. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Supernatural Junkies. This is Alex. We have Dr. Kevin here, and we've got special guests today. Very special guests. We're super excited to have Beverly Kilmer, and we also have Dr. Tony Ponsetti. You guys know him, you're familiar with him by now. But Kev's going to do the intro for Beverly here. What you got, sir? Who is this wonderful lady? Well, let me just tell you, we're going to have a great episode today. And you're going to hear some passion come out today. Um, you if never you can't get passionate. Get, if, if you don't get passionate <laughs> about your children. That's right. And if you can't see that evil people are trying to get to your children. We're not talking about people with different perspectives. We're talking about people that want your children for their agenda. Right. It's an indoctrination. It's and bigger than Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Beverly Kilmer, uh, and by the way, she likes to go by Bev, um, is a Republican politician who served as a member of the Florida House of Representatives from 1998 to 2004, and she represented the 7th District. Uh, she also successfully ran uh, in Congress in 2024, I'm sorry, 2004, against Congressman Alan Boyd, and again for the ho Florida House in 2016. So everybody welcome Beverly, say a big Woo! shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so very much. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, you didn't mention that she's also an author of 16 books, one children's book, right? Right, millions and millions of books. And <laughs> Lots of books. Tell, us, tell us one of your favorite books you did. My favorite book is Kicking Butt. Kicking Butt. Like Not B-U-T-T, -T, although that is a thought. But um, it's B-U-T, because people make excuses instead of going out and doing what their heart leads them to do. Mm. There's always an excuse. She is definitely a supernatural junkie. She is definitely, yeah. Well, she's in the perfect place then. We're excited to have you here. Thank you for coming. Oh, it was my pleasure. I've been waiting for this opportunity. You guys are awesome. You have. She has so much to talk about that we may actually have to cut this into multiple episodes. Because we have so much for you today. Yes. Well, and, you know, uh, first time I met Beverly was at the United Pastors of America, and she was speaking. And um, there was some negotiation that was going on before um, being there. And the reason why was because some of the material that she wanted to show, um, you know, it's objectionable. It's offensive. It's a little graphic. And yet this is what's being shown to our children that are literally in elementary school. And uh, so, of course, I was uh, completely on board. And uh, so I just, I was like, you know, Beverly, we, we have to get you on this show. And people need to hear this message. And, and especially from somebody who's on the inside politically and knows what's happening in the classrooms. So we had a little bit of, a, of an issue before she was invited to the uh, United Pastors because they didn't want her to speak at all. 
and I, I insisted. I said, you mean it's okay for these people to say these things to your children, but your wives can't hear it? Right. Right. That's, that's silly. When, and that's where the word cricket friends. started. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's appropriate. It's good to know where that started. I love when he uses that because it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, guys, he's right. He's right. Don't just sit there silently. So if you want to look up Beverly, it's freedomspeaks.us. That's freedomspeaks.us. She also has another program called Safe Ed K-12, and uh, you can also find that off the same site. Is that right? Yes. They can go to freedomspeaks.us under education. You'll find Safe Ed K-12, and that's where all of the education and saving our children is located mm-hmm. in our movements and what you can do right because didn't you start the protect florida children coalition isn't that something that that you do yes i'm also a member of protect well it's protect uh children health coalition they are a member also of family watch international and I've been a member of both of those groups to protect our children, not only nationally, because we are a national organization, uh-huh. but Family Watch International really keeps an eye on what's going on with the UN affecting our children. Mm-hmm. That's important, guys, and you're going to find out more why that's important. So why, why did you, you know, come out of politics and then decide to take on a new cause, and why was it children? What, what happened there? Well, it was because um, God saw that I had time on my hands, and he literally slapped me upside the back of the heads. And for all of you (laughs) NCIS fans, you know how Gibbs is fond of slapping the back to get attention. Well, one night I was watching TV, and my husband had recently passed away, and I was watching TV. It was getting close to Christmas. And... Children were literally having candy canes taken from them in the classroom because it was religious symbols. Right. And they couldn't put up nativity scenes anywhere. Y'all remember that movement that was led by freedom from religion? One night I was just going crazy, screaming at the TV, and all of a sudden I got backslapped by God, and he said so. What are you doing? Hmm. The following Monday, after talking to several people, I uh, incorporated freedomspeaks.us to get our First Amendment rights back, our Christian rights back. I mean, that's what our country's founded on is our religious and uh, freedom right. to right. do what God gave us as, as a humanity. Right. Well, we can all remember the Virginia governor basically saying, hey, look, those aren't your children, right? I mean, you don't, as a parent, you don't have a right what we teach, you know, our children. They're not their children, right? So he's literally saying that parents don't have this right. And that's what's so disturbing, you know, that somebody could say that. We actually have a school board member and her name evades me right now, but we've got her on our list. Uh, She is out of, I I believe, Pinellas County. She, at a school board meeting, told the parents that they know better. They, the school board, know better for their 
our children than they do. She said that publicly. Right. We've got to change her out immediately this year. That's an overreach. That's when I'm like, I have a lot of agendas that are clearly, right, if you're going to go that way. There's, there's no way to interpret things like that. When somebody says, I know better for you than you know kids. for you, yeah. that would be egregious. But when you start to tell me that you know better than me about my own children, now you're talking another level of dis, dishonesty. No, that's evil. That's evil. That's evil. That causes war. That causes war, right? That's what Hitler, he, want, he would certainly say the mind comp, right? You know, well, I want your children's mind. The bottom line is we are in the middle of a war right now. Mm -hmm. People say that we're in the middle of a war between good versus evil, which it is. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is we are fighting for our children's existence. Absolutely. And that is really what we're getting down to. And and it's not just, you know, because the killing part is also happening. You know, I think we're going to get to that in the show, too. But um, so what was that particular moment was the candy canes? Going back to that particular pastor's meeting, what exactly were were they having trouble wanting to be shown? There, in fact, I've written a book called The Rise and Fall of Sexism, Racism, and LGBTQ in America's Schools. Right. I, I travel not only the state, but nationally as well, talking about what they are doing to our children with the indoctrination and how out of hand it has gotten. It's not just um, an indoctrination of sexual material, Mm -hmm. although it is, but they take it so much deeper to the point that, and one thing people don't understand is the sexual education in the classrooms are not necessarily about sex. Mm -hmm. It is about Marxism. Yes, it's yeah. it's socialization, and they're wanting to literally gain control of our children by building a wedge between mom, dad, and the children, and that is the best way to do it, right. period. Right. And they are forming an alliance within the school system between the school boards, uh, superintendents, mm. teachers, and all of those counselors, also really bad. And the whole purpose of that is we're your safe zone. Mom right. and dad may not love you as much if they think you are having sex or you've got issues with your gender or whatever. So they plant that seed from kindergarten going up. It is Satanistic. There's no getting around it. It's yeah. Satanistic. Yeah. And there's psyops. You know, that's, I think that's something that people don't really realize. It goes so deep. It, it, it starts with the psychology of it, right? They have to get into the minds of those children to indoctrinate them and to groom them the, the way they want them groomed. And, the, you know, one of those things is, yep, don't trust your parents. Don't go to your parents. They don't know anything. You know, somebody had mentioned that even core, the core curriculum is set specifically because your parents don't understand it so that... You know, the children can't come to the parents because they're like, oh, my gosh, my parents are so dumb. They don't even know how to do my math. They don't know how to do it. And that is this very small step, but that says a lot to the child, right? And that's the beginning. They're planning the dumb garden. Yes. They're convincing them with every small seed. They are convincing the children, mom and dad, 
don't understand, they don't know. Yep. This is where you grow. This is where you blossom and mm -hmm. we're going to help you. Right. Well, and think about, you know, from, from our perspective as Christians too, that we're all God's children and, you know, we have to accept that, right? It's, that's when we start that relationship. But, you know, when we come into the world, who, who wasn't rebellious as a kid, right? I mean, we all have. Yeah, that's the psychological development. That yes. rebellion is part of it. They're just using it. Though, exactly. To and their so advantage. college, of course, is a major fall off, right? Yeah. And that's when we find that that's where the kids leave the church and they don't come back. Why? Because they go to those, you know, secular, humanist, socialist, communist, you know, professors. And that's where the Chinese government, right, the, the liberals, the globalists have completely taken over our, our colleges. This that is, used to be. But now you go to churches and there are very few high schoolers or middle schoolers. Mm. Right. Or even elementary kids because they're, they're running from church. Right. Yeah. There's no doubt that's about true. it. And so you start to see that they're pulling them out quicker and quicker, well, and now they want to pull them right out from elementary school. Unless it's that church that has that transgender uh, pastor, preacher, I don't know who he is, um, who's actually up there reading either a storybook or from the Bible in, you know, wearing women's clothes. And they're like, who, which children want to come up and sit with me while I read? What church is this? Is this the church of Satan? What is happening? Yeah, I forget yes. where that was, but it's it's definitely something a lot of people have seen those videos, and it's appalling. Yeah. You know, you really wonder. I remember you showing this one here. You remember the genderbred person? Oh, yes. And so this is shown to how, how young are they when we'll they see We'll have to this. post links to that. So kindergarten. People can see yeah. it. They start them at kindergarten, letting them know that they, in fact, they stress this, you are not born a boy or a girl. You're assigned a gender identity by the doctor, but that's only until you get old enough to understand which gender you actually feel in your body. And then they break down and start telling them if you feel this way, you are leaning towards being a boy or a girl. If you lean this way or certain feelings, if you prefer that your best friend, these are kindergarten kids, yeah. if your best friend happens to be the same sex as you, it could very well be that you are gay and that will manifest as you get older. They plant that seed oh in goodness. kindergarten that these are the, the markers. Right. And since when is that a marker? Because as a child, don't you prefer that is why little girls look up to their mom and they want to do their makeup like mom and little boys try and imitate shaving like daddy because you are most comfortable and you look up to that same gender that you are. And so, of course, a child would typically have a best friend at that age who is the same gender as them. How does that make you anything other than a child? And it's so insulting that they want to push this on five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds that have no concept of what gender is until we pound that into their head and that's what they're doing because a lot of these things that they're assigning don't really even exist and they're not problems right <laughs> yeah but you know even our medical association has recently removed the gender checkoffs from the birth certificate right they so removed they're not just them. going after the children they're going after the parents by saying we're not sure what they're going to be 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is where I get on my soapbox and say, once again, we have to try and convince the world that God makes mistakes. He doesn't know what gender you are. He doesn't know why he gave you a boy part and you a girl part. He has no idea because he made a mistake. It's like that constant drilling in. Yes, yeah, scientifically, all they have to do is grab the child by the ankles and yep. look down. What are you? There you are. That's <laughs> right. what gender you are. It's not like, hmm, <laughs> question mark. Well, and, and you have to think deeper here. You know, if if there is a God then we have to know that, first of all, he made us. And there's only one real decision that God did, and that is is that he made men and women, mm-hmm. right? And so God put you in your body. And so this is the very first thing God did. And they are challenging this. And this is why. This is against religious freedom. It's anti-Christian, right? No, it's flat-out satanic to, to, to insinuate that somehow God didn't make you and get you into the right body. And so this starts this distrust of God from day one, which right. is really what they want. Well, exactly. For people that don't know, explain what the gender bred man is. And so there's there's well, four I want, ways. I want Beverly to do it. Cause yeah, know, there's four her, ways that they're identified here. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and explain that. They start out with the brain, the identity, but it's not establishing your identity for being uh, Charlie, if you're a boy or whatever, it's known as the gender identity. And there is a large scope. This is kindergarten. I'm going to keep reminding you people, this is kindergarten. On the far left side is women. On the far right side is men. In the middle, they are teaching your children genderqueer, which is until you determine then you are gender queer. Right. What? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You're then, queer let me until just point out that this decide. gender queer, which means you're not quite sure yet, you're trying to work it out. Right. Okay, so what they've actually shown for people that don't know, and this is these are handouts that they give right to the kindergartners, and it's actually this innocuous image of what looks like a gingerbread person. That's why it's called the genderbred. The genderbred gender person. person. So it's this innocuous for a familiar image to the children that's something that wouldn't be frightening or wouldn't be mysterious and be something like oh it's a cookie i love cookies we make these at christmas with my mom and they have this all set up and they have it like a cartoon and then like the things that she's going through now are actually what's on there and it has pictures so that you know the children are stimulated with the colors and the pictures so go on i'm sorry exactly and your child may have in their school the unicorn They use the unicorn also. (laughs) They're taking all of the things that children love to see and our fantasy and everything Mm -hmm. and turning it into something Mm -hmm. that is um, ugly and But yeah, look, it's a unicorn. It's a unicorn that doesn't know what it is. Like you, so you're a unicorn. Like what little girl doesn't love unicorns? I make jewelry. And when I get little girls that want jewelry, it's always like, can you make her something with unicorns? Right? It's gross that they would take that and use it that and the beautiful flag and i will tell you this do not ever say that you do not uh like the rainbow you run from rainbows god gave us the rainbow as a promise it's been hijacked yep that doesn't give it to them it does not give them the right to take our rainbow, which right. is a promise from our God, 
And it also shows us that God, which he calls himself light, more than any other thing in the Bible. That's right. When you look at light, or God, it actually is made up of a bunch of colors. So why wouldn't? And I, I was, you know, we have, um, we have some friends of ours, and I got the chance to just tell them, hey, listen, there is only one race. God made one race. Everything that's in the human race genetically was in Adam. That means he had all of those colors. And why, if God is, is if, if he was representing himself by light and it separates into these colors, why would God only have one color children? It doesn't make any sense at all. And they are all in his image. And that's what's getting back here. That when God created mankind in his image, male and female created he them, that this is an attack on destroying the image of God in the world. That's what this is. Right. We want to mar it, deface it, right? And that's really what's going on. Oh my gosh, that even looks like Mickey Mouse from here. That image at the bottom where their parts would be. What was we'll the... get to that shortly. Yeah, let her finish describing what's on the gender bread. Wow. Okay. Orientation, which is gender expression. On one end is feminine, same as the woman. On the other end is masculine. In the middle is androgynous. Is that the way they're dressing or? How they express no. themselves. Oh, okay. Their mannerisms. So like maybe I express myself and more like a dude. Heart, your heart, <laughs> how you love someone, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And they're taking the heart, making that the symbol for gender expression. Yes. Whether you show love and, and that's where they break it down for little girls that want to play with other little girls instead of the guys, the little boys, instead of going to play with trucks with the boys, they want to express what they know they're inherent right. in. So the next one is biological sex, which is your assignment according to our schools. Female, <laughs> again, male, get this, y'all, intersex. Yeah, what mm. is that is one? Is the center. How, how can there be this, interest? You don't, is that? Isn't that part of the LGBTQIA? Intersex Bi is sex. biological sex, of the biological sex, uh, refers to the objective, objectively measures organs, hormones, uh, chromosomes, female vaginal, uh, vagina, ovaries, chromosomes, male, the penis, uh, testosterone, testes, excuse me, <laughs> XY chromosomes, intersex is a combination of the two. Mm. How, we, now, every kindergartner needs to understand that. I don't understand that right now. I'm, I don't know what that is. The kids, what? the kids in first and second grade, oh yeah, <laughs> have already been through this, so they understand it. Really, I was on a plane flying. Wow. A lady was next to Mind me blown. across the aisle. Her okay. son was up against the window, and she, I was working on some notes and everything. And the woman <laughs> asked me what I was working on, so I was went into it yeah. with her yeah, please ask. and all and um i asked her before i started i said this is about the sexual education that's taking place in the schools i don't know if you're comfortable with your son hearing it or not he was 10 years old and um she said oh yes she said he probably knows more than i do he's very intelligent and everything 
So we started talking wow. about it and everything. And I mentioned about all of the genders and the pronouns and all of that. And I mentioned a few of the pronouns and the mother said, I've never heard of that. So the son jumps in and starts explaining it oh. to mom. Wow. He knew it all at 10 years old. And he was explaining to her because they'd already had it. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me? He says, it just never came up. And schools, for the most part, they say, yeah. you don't need to talk to your parents yeah, about this. Parents about they may not understand. And then the last one is uh, sexual orientation. Heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual. Again, they're telling our kindergartens about being bisexual. They don't even know what sexual is yet. Or have any interest in it, by the way. Of course not. Unless for some reason they've been, something has happened, you know, and then that's different. And that is in the classroom, in kindergarten, they do teach our children about touching themselves and that their body was from birth sexual and that it is designed to provide pleasure and there is nothing wrong with them experimenting with their own body and nothing wrong with you deciding who can or cannot touch your own body so they're planting the seed that it's okay for us to maybe hey, touch okay each other to, molested, to find out right? what it's, it's okay all about to offer your child you up for molestation doctor. whatever that's just awful it is exactly horrifying never mind the fact that the sex hormones that get produced for males right are made in the testes that's not happening at that age so they're not having those urges no. they, they have no concept of what you're talking about unless you've described it for them and if children are curious that's the thing. Children are curious. Once you tell them about something, they're like, well, I want to know about that. That's the way children are made because they're learning. They're absorbing sponges. Remember, the minute they were born, they didn't know anything. They're made to be sponges, to gather that information. Uh, and so by m- m- piquing their interest on stuff, they were like, I hadn't even thought about that. What does that mean? Now I'm going to go and check it out because, the, you know, they're like, what's going on there? Oh, they said it was okay. And I don't. I didn't think about this before, but now I know. Well, it's sickening to see. Why are we sexualizing I, uh, children? I put that picture in my book, The COVID Beast, because it, you know we were talking about how the church is remaining silent, and if mm. they can remain silent about this, um, if anybody can remain silent about this, well, this and that's be the point. Are they really the church? Right? Could they? Could Jesus really not say anything about this? And remember, that's supposed to be would love remain silent. While this is happening, so the other thing I uh, I, I showed you there, but uh, that was a really impactful presentation you gave, and especially about what was happening in the culture because of this curriculum change. Right. Um, what he's referring to is some graphics that I showed at that meeting and and all of my presentations. And actually, we have one that is so much more dynamic than this one. What he's showing is between 2018 and 2019 in England, there was a 1,460% increase uh, uh, in referrals of boys and a staggering 5,000% increase in girls identifying with dysphoria. 
gender dysphoria. Right. Right here in the United States, in Ohio. Wow. They have a um, study that was done that shows a 10,000, 10,000 percent increase in girls identifying with dysphoria. Now, it's important to note that uh, dysphoria is that they're not sure. They're confused. And the uh, liberal left, if you will, have been very successful in taking parents' rights away from having their children seen by psychiatrists, psychologists, or therapists of any kind to find out why they feel confused. Mm-hmm. Never mind that it comes from the classroom and the teachers, and there Program. is a huge number of uh, gay, lesbian teachers that have been seriously recruited by the teachers' oh, union and other yeah. organizations like GLSEN and the GSA clubs. Their, their entire thing is to get as many gay teachers in the classroom as possible. But in Ohio, right here in the United States, a 10,000% increase in little girls. And the reason for that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Girls tend to go to little girls. They Mm -hmm. make friends with little girls. They grow up, they've got their best friends Mm -hmm. all through those years. And when you start reaching 10, 11, 12, 13, which is when this really comes to light, the girls do things together. So they are as a clique claiming to be dysphoric and wanting to have their breasts removed. They've been told that the reason why they have such good friends is an indicator that that's what they are, that their identity comes from that. So then when some of those sexual desires start to kick into play, and that's what they realize is that, that there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of fluidity in the way that that can happen. Those early experiences really can help to cement you know, what's going on, which is why you, know, you have you know, with the sex trafficking, even what happens to them, right? So you start to see you know, how that all comes into, into place. But you know, for me, it's really simple that your Bible said to train up the child in the way that he should go or they should go, right? So here, how do they know this more than we know it? Right. And how are, how are we washing this away as if our Bible didn't in Deuteronomy 6, 6 talk about how we, the parents, are supposed to talk about this, teach this to our children diligently. Everywhere we go, every, everything we're doing is designed to do that. And here we are, these people that are taking this away and we have abdicated. We have literally given them over to the synagogue of Satan. Right? And, you, and you know that this has a byproduct. Yes. Right? And the byproduct is the very same byproduct that Bev was, was talking about downstairs. About these groups. The one to destroy children and the elderly. Right. You know what the byproduct of this is? Much lower birth rate. That's right. 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 Yep. And no, that's all the movement for depopulation. Yeah. Well, it's simple that, you know, there is a battle. If you're Christian, there is a battle for the mind and heart of everybody on the planet. 
And these people right here are putting something in there so powerful, it destroys the image of God, makes you distrust him because God didn't even know, smart enough to know, to put you in the right body. How are you going to ever trust him? How are you going to ever give your life right. to him? If this isn't the central issues, and you think about of all the things that God could have done, he only really did that one move, right? Once he made man and mankind in his image, right? Those really, men and women came together naturally, right? And when they naturally did that, they produced children. But if those parents had never educated those children, the human race would have died. So God really only did one thing, right? And that's why they wanted to kill the children, right? Then they destroyed marriage. And then now they're destroying the very tenet of reality for as a human being. You're a man or a woman. And that means that you are a part of God's image. But it's only when we come together as men and women that we reproduce that image of God. And so this is all about destroying God in the world. But it's also about destroying parenting with us. It's right? true. Because you have to destroy parenting, right? Because then later they won't want to have children. I mean, how many young kids have you heard say, I don't want children? No doubt. I don't want children. Exactly. It's you coming know, from somewhere. You do, you do know what how you do that, right? You spend enough money to get enough willful people that are terrible satanic to become school board members that's true mm. and the that's what we have the most powerful office in the country is a school board yes and it's the one we least worry about well that's what you were saying about that board member that you know she knows better right i know better what to educate but you, you know in some states you can't even question because you can be considered a terrorist yes you well, know they, they put that out uh, there, didn't they? They'll stick oh, Homeland yeah. Security on you. Federal government put right. that out. Oh, yeah. Homeland Security will come after you. So you also <laughs> were talking about how some of the companies that were involved in this. And, of course, here in Florida, we have, you know, Disney now coming out and just. Can yeah. I go back just for a second to sure. the school yes. boards? Yep. Yes, please. Because our kids are taught 20, 30, 50, 80 different gender identities right. and everything. However, do you know in the state of Florida, our wow. grades what? on reading and math are so dismal that they grade on a curve. The mm. parents never know how bad the reading is. There are very few school districts in the state of Florida that even reach 70% of the children are educated to read and comprehend and even less with math and they hide that from the parents you're hearing how great the schools are mm -hmm. because they grade on a curve mm. and that curve only goes a b and c no d's no f's right really so they're hiding the fact that these children are not educated mm -hmm academically at all but they know all about all the but 80 they different know gender all of the sexual and lgbtq that's their so-called right yes. to have that education but it is not the right they have is for education mm -hmm. mom and dad and pastors need to put their foot down and not elect anyone who does not make academia the number one uh, commitment right. to the school district and our children, more importantly, to make sure they get a true education. Well, and you can see how the COVID narrative has decided to 
harm and it's a really a crime against our children because remember you're dealing with a situation where kids really were more likely to die of lightning right and that's literally the kind of you know risk level that they're dealing with and yet they were robbed a year of education and then if they got anything and they're still talking about it but there's only certain kids that really can learn online right that's certainly the, the case and then when they've come back and i've talked to lots of teachers i have tons of patients that are teachers that it's so frustrating you come back and you realize that there were a few kids that's actually moved forward a tiny bit you know with the the whole online thing but everybody not only are they not where they were they're behind a year from where they were you know and now they can't have any standards with actually testing them right, right? well this the uh, numbers that I shared with you was before COVID. It was pre-COVID. Wow. Pre-COVID people, y'all need to know that. Mm. And I'm going to state this. Uh, it'll probably be very controversial and get some ire going, but that's okay. Um, one good byproduct, if you will, of COVID is that the children Stayed were at home. home being educated yep. and mom and dad started seeing what they were being taught yes and a lot of this sexual indoctrination mm -hmm. critical race indoctrination has made so many parents stand up and say oh no we are not going to allow you to do this yes and that's why we've got moms for liberty and all of the other parent groups across yes. the state and country yes. and um, I'm going to do a little bit of a plug here in that we are pushing so hard to overturn the school boards in yes. the state of Florida specifically and we are bringing everything to light we are not hiding anything and the one thing i want all of you who are listening to start helping me resonate across the board is that we have got to put the p back into the pta or pto whichever y'all got and in what your does the county. p stand for again parent i, <laughs> I know you were but there are people, since we've had it taken away from us, that may not even remember when we had effective PTAs. Mm -hmm. Parent, teacher, association, or organization that has been hijacked by the National Teachers Union. And, and, who, funds, or association. and who funds the National Teachers Union? Our government. Right. Your tax dollars oh. But they, are they got more money than that coming in. From the UN, who... All of the international organizations are helping to fund the teachers' union. Ask yourself why. Please, what have they got ask. In, invested? Why do they want all that money put in uh, the teachers' union, which their responsibility was supposed to be to negotiate salaries for teachers, not drive curriculum, not drive a wedge between mom and dad, not to absorb the other useful organizations. So we want to start hearing more and more of you saying we are putting the P back in the Parent Teachers Association. Amen. Bring parents back. Yes, please. Yeah. And so I'm going to go back to that other question. But, you know, you yes. talked a lot about um, no, that was a great break because you, you were following your just your line of thinking. But 
you know, people go, what's behind this? And you kind of brought that up, you know, this infiltration of even the, the, the teachers' unions. But what you talked about some of the companies that were involved in bringing some of this to light. And then, of course, we have Disney. You can see, you know, they're in huge control well, over a lot of curriculum, a.k.a. television shows. Right. They've said that after the Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, which is <laughs> not what it's about. I, I, please look into it. It's talking that teachers and um are not allowed to talk to, and even administration and schools are not allowed to talk to your five to eight-year-olds about uh, their gender, about their um, sexual orientation, about their organs, things that five to eight-year-olds aren't even concerned with. But that's really what that bill's about. So the, the making like, oh my gosh, they're going to make so many children not be able to um, tell everyone what their gender is. Yeah, or, because we're ridiculous. the only safe place to talk yeah, about this, right? It's so <laughs> ridiculous. but <clears throat> So it's insulting, but... Um, the, so they had a secret meeting, and the head of their programming department, it's leaked now, said that she intends to insert, and she has been, as much queerness as possible and transgender agenda into every television show that they are putting out for children, by the way, for your children. I know my children love to watch um, the Disney shows because they're kind of tween ages, and oh, yeah. I just told them that that's it. We're canceling Disney Plus because of that. And that's what you all need to do. If you find that ridiculous and insulting, that her secret agenda, because this was a not-to-be-leaked video, was the head of their programming telling everyone exactly. She's like, boys kissing boys, girls kissing girls, as much transgender as they can possibly sneak into the foreground, into the background of every scene, so that the children, even if it's not the main story, they still see the two boys kissing in the background. They still see the transgender kids in the background kissing. They still, you know... Um, so if you find that bothersome, cancel, show them. Because trust me, money speaks in their world. And if you take, if enough of us are willing to take that away, they'll change. I want to bring up two things related to that. One being, just think Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. She yes. was a, almost a toddler. Yeah. They developed her from diapers to whatever she is now right and it is she's totally she's attracted to everything she she just uh is is not you know i'm not going to go any deeper into miley cyrus yeah. but just think about she was in diapers practically when right. they took control of her the other thing is disney is be, it's being uncovered as we speak. There is so much going on behind the scenes. Disney is one of them. Mm. Disney was created by our CIA. Mm. And mm. It, they used Walt Disney for that purpose. He mm. wanted to uh, bring this to life. They funded it. Wow. Mm. And... Um, there is a lot of human trafficking taking place mm -hmm. on the property of Disney World. That will come out very uh -huh. soon. If you True. do choose to take your children to this place, and I'll, I'll put satanic it that way, place. satanic place, please do not take your eyes off the children. Do not let them go uh, hand in hand with any of the characters. There are tunnels all over Disney World that been, will be exposed really? and protect your children at all costs. 
and watch the news because things like this are going to be, be breaking very soon. Okay. But please, if you're planning on taking your children this summer, rethink it. And if you do, make sure you have got a handle on every move they make. You won't yeah. get a second chance. Be, with yeah, them. be a helicopter mommy. I mean, I used to do that with my boys. When they would go to the bathroom, they're like, Mommy, we want to go to the boys' bathroom. I'd be like, that's fine, but I'm going to hold that door open. I'm going to stand right there, and I don't care how many men walk in it. You can give me the stink eye. Those are my kids. I'm going to well, stand and, right there on guard. And, and just so you know, you're never going to hear this in the media, right? Yeah. And that's number one. And number two, you know, while we've never, I've never seen one thing positive about, you know, supposedly the don't say gay bill. But did you know that only 29% of Democrats oppose it? Only 29%. Now, that's according to uh, Tony Perkins, um, who, who writes with the um, American Family Research Liberty. And if it's a Democrat um, that represents your state, you should be writing to them. Because you should be writing Democrats, to them, letting them know you they're know, not again, happy. The bottom line is, is that we have people on both sides, you know, both parties, that are they're absolutely trying to destroy our country. You know, and and that's something that if we can't tap into this again, if we can't understand that parents have rights to their children, you know, those those people are communists if they don't believe that. Right. Yeah. Sorry, we went off on a little diatribe there. We got. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really it's upsetting to see, <laughs> yeah. you know, what they're what they're doing with with Disney and making these kinds of stands so, and they're going to hurt Disney because Disney's got all these little special laws and rules that are they, they're going to get revoked lose. they yeah. may get them all revoked and come under the they really are there it's almost like a little Washington it's like a district of Columbia yeah. in it Florida is. and people don't really realize that and they could lose all of that and who, they are and who, who wrote that who wrote those articles right they the are they literally working oh. on lists right now I guess you could call it a revoke, revoking bill because they have lists of all of the things that give Disney and other companies like them mm -hmm. the right to do things without question. We can't go in and say, okay, we need to do an examination um, or an investigation on these tunnels. Or that nuclear power plant you may start. Right. right. Mm. I think so. they're working on their own nuclear weapons. No, I'm kidding. Could be. Could <laughs> be. We Nobody know. can check them out. That's right. They got their own gig over there. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like this attack on our children is a nuclear weapon itself. It is. It is. So, because, yeah. <laughs> well, think about if all of the parents just went and all their cars broke down driving into Disney. It would just create some kind of huge traffic jam. And you I wonder know, what that would do to Disney. <laughs> you know what I'm excited about? What's that? Is the next the next Supernatural Junkies where Beth starts talking about other subjects. We are definitely going to, we're going to give a little segue. We have a few minutes more, but what are some of the other things that you think our audience would be the most upset about that are happening in our school. We, we know we know a lot of people. If you haven't figured out the 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 LGBT thing, right? But the bottom line is we have critical race theory, right? You know, we we have all these different the liberation movements. You see what I'm saying? And virtually everyone who was anyone was you know had a Black Lives Matter thing, right? 
And uh, so you start to realize that all of these things, right, were, were indoctrinations that our kids were going through. So it's more than just the sexual. But right, we also have to say that we're talking about the organization. Of course, all lives matter. Black, yellow, white, red. We don't care about that because in Christ's eyes, there's only one race made. And Amen. that's the human race. We weren't made in to these specific colors by God to somehow find one inferior or superior to each other. So we're not talking about that. What we want you to know is that we have nothing but the love of Christ. And we acknowledge that our sin is not any different than anybody else's sin. It's all sin in God's eyes and it all hurts him. So we just want to be clear with that. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking we're about, talking about the organization, fascist organizations. All went into certain people's pockets and that's all complete public knowledge. Anybody that really supported that, right? They're right on their website. We are against what? The family. Right. The nuclear exactly. family. Right. That's what this is about. And so you can see that's why I mentioned them in particular because they are against that. That's well, when I was in the Florida legislature, um, I was privileged to carry the Choose Life tag. And I noticed that you guys have one, and thank mm -hmm. you for that. Mm -hmm. The money that you spend on that goes to help women or children, very young or whatever, girls who are having babies, carry their baby to term, put it up for adoption, or realize that they love that right. baby and they want it. The money goes to help them have that option. When we were debating mm -hmm. that bill for final passage, I was asked by uh, Frederica Wilson, who was in the Florida legislature at that time. She's in Congress now, mm. and I've yet to find a good bill that she has been supporting. Mm. But she asked me during debate, Representative Kilmer, are you setting aside a certain percentage of uh, money that goes strictly to adopting our little black babies? And her, these are her words. She said, as you know, people aren't wanting to adopt our little black babies. Mm. So we need help in getting them adopted. Mm. She actually downplayed the importance of black babies being born. Mm. But anyway, my answer to her was, no, with all due respect to Representative Wilson, we are not playing God with this bill. Right. We are not going to say which babies get adopted. That's up to God. It's up to the people who are mm -hmm. wanting to give their love and their life yes. to these children. And that was kind of, to me, and, and I've thought about this several times, in many ways, that was the first public interaction or stating of critical race theory right because she was pitting babies before mm -hmm. they're even born against each other right and making them feel non-important and, right. and loved yep. and all so uh the other thing um well you know and people ask ourselves is there really this much evil and this is what you have to understand we were talking about this before what's about this bill here in in maine right yes can we talk about that let's yes, talk please. about it because you know Ugh. this is you know this is where these people are going 
We we were. I'm just dumbfounded that anybody suggested it. Yeah, Beverly told us about it this morning. Okay, we didn't know. What we are facing just this past week or two is a bill. In fact, I think it passed this past week, and it is in Maine. And they literally passed a bill that states a parent, a mother has 28 days after giving birth to her baby. After birth. After birth, 28 days of a month to decide whether you want to abort that baby. It's no longer in your womb. You've been changing diapers, either breastfeeding or milk feeding, whatever you've been doing. You have been caring for that baby, but you've got a month to decide whether or not you actually want the responsibility of being a mother, but something and and that just—it's got a ninety, day, a twenty-eight day warranty on it. You, you exactly. can take it exactly. And they also passed a companion bill, or at least it's being reviewed. Up until this past Friday, it was, um, and so this companion bill states that no agency can investigate the death of a baby during the first 28 days. So Let you, that sink you, in, people. So you don't have to take the baby back. You could just take care of the baby yourself, no questions asked. Bury it in the backyard. Nobody will know. Nobody will care because the law says that it's okay. And I'm wow. going to just throw something out there and... It's a teaser, if you will, for our next discussion. There is coming uh, a fix for that issue because our Constitution signed, or that was uh, signed, I guess, in 1776 states that, Excuse me, I'm confusing the Constitution with the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights says, that's been eradicated, um, that says that our rights include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Life means when you become pregnant and there's a heartbeat, it's a baby. Mm. We know that if there is the least bit of life, God gave us the right to pursue happiness, liberty, and the right to life. It doesn't say after birth or mm -hmm. before birth. It is life. Yes. And we are praying every day. Many of you out there know what I'm referring to, but we're, we're praying every day that our original constitution that ratifies our God-given rights will be the law of the land again. Yes. And well, that will solve this issue because all life will be as sacred as God intended. Well, we said that these people wanted to kill your children Right? Yeah. We said we were going to prove that, and here they are suggesting this. You know, someone that suggests this is satanic. Yeah. This is, this is good versus evil, folks. Mm -hmm. All you have to do, though, is just even look on the Facebook news, and I want you from this day forward to track how many uh, inficides there are. Just 
just as an aside, for the next week, do it. How many so- stories can you find that just happened in the last month? I think you might be shocked. Yes. And so now what they're talking about is those people don't get a criminal investigation. They don't get arrested. Nothing. They are, you know, if they just want to, whatever they want to do, suffocate that baby to kill it within the first, tw- no questions asked. Yes. That's still a murderer. They still took a human life. There is that no means one. Something. I have never spoken to anyone that believes the other previous bill in New York that you can kill a baby the day before his due date. I've never talked to anyone that thinks that's okay. Oh, Tony said they were applauding yes. when that bill was passed. Well, they were. I know. Well, they applauded applause. when they put that, that one that in. Is they, the, that is after the birth. I know. And then they also lit up buildings pink, right, yeah. to yes. celebrate this incredible liberation of women. To being mass murderers. Well, if you remember, um, Obama used to, every time something passed mm-hmm. laws related to LGBTQ or abortion, he would have the White House lit up yes. in colors to applaud yes. them. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. Why do I say satanic? Because you can't read your Bible and not know that all of those those false religions required human, no, baby. They had to give their children, right? Satan won't let you have any other gods but him. If you can give your children, this is child sacrifice. There's no way around it, right? You're allowing people to practice their freedom of religion, really, to kill people in this manner. And that's the level of evil. And if this is the road that America's gonna go down, Right? I can tell you all kinds of people, all kinds of non-Christian governments around the world will admit that just the partial birth abortion is so barbaric that no civilized, they will say, these are communist countries. No civilized country would ever practice something like that. And that's something we're doing here on a daily basis. Right? So you start to think about how our children come into play here. Folks, if we won't stand up for our children, if we won't fight for our children, what will you fight for? What is one thing? You know, I talked to a guy the other day. He's out there. He's always, he is. He's always telling people about Jesus. And, you know, he's just telling me I need to calm down. (laughs) And I just said, you know, I started to give him some examples. What would you stand up for? Right? It's not just speaking Jesus. People will never know Jesus if you don't stand up for what? Good. If you don't protect those people. Jesus died, so what? So that we wouldn't pay the consequences of our sin. He died so that we could have life and not death. How can we not fight for the life of our children? And this is that fundamental point. I mean, I'm trying to remain calm. But inside, I want to think to myself, if somebody suggested to me, that it's okay to kill your baby. It's just a trial, 28 day. I just need a 28 day trial to see whether this is gonna work for me. And then I wanna be able to take the baby back and have him taken out, right? I would, I, I honestly would tell that person that, you know, you're evil. Well, it's the most innocent thing, right? What is more innocent than a newborn, than a baby? Uh, Nothing, you, what is more precious? You, you think to yourself, you should be in prison because you are evil incarnate. So you really are. My brain starts to go places like, because they know what this is going to do ultimately. So 
if that's the case, are they going to have drop-off centers? I mean, is that the next step? And then what what are they doing with that? See, my brain goes to what are they doing with that baby? It makes a lot of money. Or convenience people that will come to your house and take care of this situation. Right. But then they take the baby, and then what do they they take the parts out? Oh, yeah, the parts. So this will be the... right? This is the segue I was looking for. Um, But once you understand that baby parts are incredibly valuable. We'll actually have some statistics on exactly how much money. The older the child, the more money, mm-hmm. okay? The more alive the child, the more money. This is big, big business and it is absolute evil. Now, I'm gonna segue this because we know- well, I think one Beverly of, had something she wanted to add to I do, but, I was, well, but yeah. I was waiting for All the right. segue. Right, and the like, segue is- the segue is that, you know, when you look at, um, so next episode we're going to be listening to, because Beverly's been in politics now for a long time, and a lot of people in the world are familiar with the Q initiative, right? And so some of the possibilities of what's going on behind the scenes, and there's been a lot of people that have been puzzled by a lot of things. So we're going to be getting into that, but one of the th- reasons that I ended up finding out a lot of stuff about Q had specifically to do with our children. And you start to realize that there's a group of people in the world that want these children, that need access to these children. They need access to these body parts because they are using them for something, right? And so, you know, the Bible says that we're supposed to be open, right? We know that there's evil in the world. And the Bible says that the Bereans were more noble than those Thessalonians in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and heart, but then they searched the scriptures. Now, how did they know it was the word? They didn't. They listened. Mm-hmm. They only knew it was the word later because they went and researched. So this is the same thing. We're going to be covering, uh, and Beverly's going to tell us, explain to us the whole Q initiative and uh, from kind of start to finish and how this relates, but we know it absolutely relates specifically to what's going on with our children. Okay. This is a huge issue and most likely um, we'll be having more than one of these conversations. But um, I would like to start out with the fact that Q didn't just start in 2017. It started decades ago when uh, several things happened that affected our world very adversely and our military whose responsibility when they take their oath, leadership especially, when they take their oath, it is to protect the Constitution and the safety of this country. Our military is hard at work pulling things into place. They have been gathering information for decades We need to understand that there are things taking place behind the scenes, and they are primarily rescuing children. They're rescuing children in tunnels because children are being kept down underneath as many as stories below us for the purpose of becoming donor bodies. Right. And this really, you know, I hate to say it, but if you read your Bible, this is what I'm saying. You can't get around it. They were doing child sacrifice. This is part of satanic religion. In fact, you can really trace it throughout the Bible. And more importantly, even ancient aliens had to admit that these 
these ancient aliens <laughs> require child sacrifice. He's so, doing quotation voice, yes. like quotation fingers. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a good episode. And again, you know, the reality of the situation is, is that we know there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. And some things, you know, we need to hear because a lot of the initiatives that the Q is really trying to address are all constitutional. But they're also pro-freedom and they also tend to be pro-Christian and the kinds of rights that we need to be standing up for. And so there's some, you know, you get a chance to hear some of those initiatives. So, I, you know, I really, I know Beverly, she, there's one thing I, I wanted to bring this up too. So if you would, yes, please, because well, I want you guys to look into would, it. Thank you. I would like to challenge our audience before our next meeting to do a little research. And that is as to why the Pope's red shoes are so significant to him. If you research that, you're going to find a lot of information that will lead into our next conversation and visit with you guys. Yep. So that. God bless you guys. And yes. uh, it's a great chance to get, we, we have to stand up and fight for our kids. And, uh, and you know, the Bible also teaches us that when it comes to some things, you know, that we have to join with other people that are may not even be Christians, right? And there's an excellent story of the, in the Bible of Jeho King Jehoshaphat and Israel that were having some problem with Moab, and they actually joined together, even though one of them was not following God at all, and they actually joined with the Ammonites against a common enemy. And so we need to realize that as Christians to move forward, we can't sometimes hold something up in such a way that we have to have everybody has to be a Christian here to be able to talk about something or to be able to join hands and unite against something. And so I think this is another thing that we need to remember as Christians that we have to remember that those that are not against us are for us. And so we need to try and join people where we can so that truth, right, and freedom and love can really actually be spread. So. So God bless you. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks, guys. We're going to ship out now. Kevin, as always, his book is available. You guys want to make sure that you check that out. We also have the Watchman Declaration. We just came out with the Watchman episode recently. If you haven't listened to that one, please go back and listen to it. And go to our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. Sign up for that newsletter to get all the latest information, to find out where we're going to be, what Kevin's going to be doing, what he's going to talk about next, because I never know either. So you guys have a blessed week. Thanks so much. And last thing, Dr. Tony Ponsetti yes, is Vice President you. of and Soil Beverly Ministries. Kilmer. So uh, what's, what are you doing down in Honduras, Tony? Well, what we're doing in Honduras, we're, uh, we're planning a, a special marriage retreat that we're going to have the governor. And why weren't we invited again? We were invited because the mayor's down there. No, I mean, why weren't Alex and I invited? Why weren't you invited? Oh, because we're a perfect example of... <laughs> Harmony and Harmony bliss. Harmony and bliss. Yeah. That's right. You can hear it. <laughs> no, because you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So tell us about this. This. Uh... Well, right now we have 10 mayors. We have the governor. And uh, we also have the governor of Lakeland mm. is going to be one of our guests. So governors oh. with governors, pastors Not the governor, with I'm sorry, the mayor of Lakeland right. uh, will be there. And then their, their admission to come is they have to bring a pastoral couple with them. Mm. Now, some of the mayors said they don't have a pastor. Right. So I asked him, do you have a city? Does that city have a church? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's hope. 
bring one. So now they all have one. Right. So that is Soil Ministries. We are a pipeline of vision and resources to Honduras. We are trying to help relationships between churches here, between pastors here and in Honduras. And uh, governors between, here. Between husband and wife. And, oh, yeah, that's another <laughs> good one. Yeah. yeah, maybe they can help us, sweetheart. <laughs> you should get some tickets for us to go we should better get the tickets do you have child care <laughs> we, we can provide that <laughs> alright God bless you and I hope we really appreciate all you loyal subscribers and listeners it means the world to us that you take time to listen or are interested in anything that we have to say we feel incredibly blessed and if you know somebody that might like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would share this with them. Also, if you have time to write us a review, that would mean a lot as well, because I know it's a pain in the butt, we keep harping about it, but those algorithms really help bump us up and help others find us that might be looking for this information or a podcast to listen to. So if you could do that, so thankful for that. Also, our website, supernaturaljunkies.com, sign up for our email newsletter there. Any of the studies that we mention, we will put in a newsletter and you'll get links to that. Also, Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is available for purchase on Kindle right now. And we have that information available on our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. His Audible version, as well as the paperback version, should be out any time now. You don't want to miss out. And by signing up for that email newsletter, you will be the first to know because there are limited supplies. Thank you guys so much. We will have some Supernatural Junkies gear coming out soon because you guys have expressed an interest in that. We'll have some stickers as well as some t-shirts uh, with our logo on there, the cartoon logos, and as well as hoodies, that kind of thing. If you want more information on that, you'll have to sign up for that email newsletter, supernaturaljunkies.com. Thank you guys so much. Have a blessed week.